On this episode of The Mompreneur Show, I'm talking to Julia. She is a seamstress and mom, probably the other way around, a wife, mom, seamstress, and owner of uh, Sweet Mongolia, a cute, adorable Etsy shop where she makes beautiful handmade baby essentials and mom essentials out of bamboo. How amazing is that? What a beautiful niche market. And we'll talk to her more about that. My name is Vicky Lashenko. I am your host, as always, on The Mompreneur Show, where we interview the most remarkable mom entrepreneurs with the most amazing stories where you could be inspired from. And you can take the advice that we talk about here on the show and apply it to your own business. And I am so excited. Thank you so much for watching. Julia, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Vicky. It's so good to have you. It's been a long time coming. And besides all the technical difficulties, it's <laughs> such a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. So, Julia, can you share with us your story of how you started your shop? How did you get this idea? Like, tell us the story. Well, I have to say that Sweet Magnolia certainly did not start out the way it is now. Um, I used to work finance at a corporate office, and another fellow mom who worked at the same office. Uh, we are both newly uh, stay-at-home moms, and she was a um, graphic designer. So she decided she was going to um, design fabric, mm-hmm. and I would sew with it. So we kind of started out that way, and we were asked to be part of just a Christmas fair, and it was kind of like, oh, you know, let's just give this a go, and we'll have fun with it. Yeah. And we certainly did for about a year. We um, we had a lot of fun together. Our kids would play while we would sew, and it was just a really great time. And um, so she decided to have a third baby, which we all know is a lot of work. So um, I kind of went through this crossroad of do I continue this on on my own, or do we just you know close up shop? And I, uh, after a lot of soul searching and uh, talking with my husband, decided that we were going to continue on and give it a go and I'm so thankful that I did I almost said uh, I almost said no so um, that's kind of how it ended up I switched the logo the name and um, decided to stick with just bamboo fabrics which is what I was totally in love with and um, it's been open as Sweet Magnolia for about a year and a half now wow wow okay so it started <laughs> off as a, a cute sweet partnership with two friends uh, which turned into something amazing. So let's go back a little bit. What do you mean about you did some soul searching? What did you do to find? Because, you know, there's so many, like I've been there so many times. There's so many moms that are, are in that exact phase right now. They're trying to figure out what to do next and and they're soul searching per se. But how how did you, how, how was, what did soul searching mean for you? I would love if you could share with us. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, since I was 17, I was always working two, sometimes even three jobs. And I was always working. um, And also very social jobs. I mean, I did hair. I was a hairstylist for about eight years. And the corporate office that I worked in was also super based around being social. And um, all my friends worked there. It was just a really great community. And um, now I'm a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) And which I was totally blessed to be able to do. And mm. it was for sure exactly where I was meant to be. But I was also left feeling um, 
lonely and just like I needed something for me. And um, so my husband and I kind of just talked a lot about what that would look like for our family. You know, this would be an extra for us. It wouldn't be, you know, my priority was raising our son. And so if I could, he's like, if you can handle this, you know, on the outside of hours of being mom, then I fully support you. And he's been super amazing and going through his own journey of um, changing careers. So we've been just this a huge support system for each other. And um, But I think the soul part was just, you know, as a mom, as an individual woman, who am I? What do I want? And really kind of um, remembering that you have to take care of yourself before you can truly be, a you know, the mom that you want to be. And I feel like um, this journey through Sweet Magnolia has certainly... Um, return me back to who I am in my heart. And it's been a really, really great journey for me. Wow, Julia, that's so beautiful. So um, when you talk, I love that you honored your husband and you talked to him about it. And it Absolutely, was yeah. it was a family decision. I, I respect that so much because what's more important than family? Nothing. Yeah, and so nothing. I love that you, I love that you shared that with us. So your husband supported you as long as this like a side, like a side hustle, right? So yeah. what did it look like for you at that time when you were starting out? Um, what was, was it like during nap times? Did you wake up early? What was it like? Yeah. So, um, at that time my son was still taking his good afternoon, you know, two hour nap, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do a, get a lot of work done then. And then I would sew in the evenings after he went to bed. Um, my husband is currently working as a fireman. So, and uh, those two nights that he's gone for 48 hours. So those nights were like my hustle nights. You know, I would stay up till oh. two in the morning and just really get a lot of work done. Um, now that I'm getting busier, oh gosh, it's been a really big struggle um, because mom is my priority job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, those 2 a.m. nights are like three, four nights a week now. And so I just cannot handle that anymore. My body is not happy <laughs> with me. Of course, of course. So, yeah, so currently I'm looking, um, I have a girl starting next week that's going to come and help me, another that's mom. Amazing. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to some help. <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so um, when, so let's go back a little bit. Okay. When you met up with your friend uh, to decide to do this, where did you guys, and this is more of like a technical question, where did you source the material? Material. How did you even like the whole, the manufacturing part of it, how did you come about that, go about as that? As far as like when uh, she would design the fabric, that part? or Yeah, yeah, let's start there. Um, well, when I had a partner, um, she was a graphic designer and she was able to find a company that she could upload all of her designs that we, um, we worked mm-hmm. on together and... And they would print it on basically whatever sort of fabric you wanted. So we chose organic cotton because that was something that was important to us is to be, um, you know, have it be organic. And, um, yeah, it was really fun. It was a great way to be creative in um, her. She is an amazing, she still does, a graphic designer. And um, I was getting back into sewing. So it was just a really great partnership. Okay, that's really, really sweet. Okay, so now when you were um, a year into it, how did it change? How did your business change over that, over the time? Because I know that when we um, run businesses, we as people change, our businesses change. What did it look like a year or two later? 
So a year in is when we decided um, that we would go our separate ways as far as just the company mm-hmm. um, and or the business. Um, so I basically bought her out of the items that she purchased and um, I took all the sewing machines and all the fabric and um, set up shop in my house. And that was at a year in. And then um, two years in was my one year mark as Sweet Magnolia um, on my own. And it was a really great feeling. I mean, just to be like, I made it a year. I'm not in yeah. any debt. You know, like this yeah, is, yeah. it just felt, um, I was in my groove and it started to really feel like it was really just mine and something I put a lot, a lot of heart into. Yeah. So what was it like parting ways with a friend and business partner? It was really easy, actually. Really? Um, yeah, we remained friends and, um, because we really respected each other as women, as moms. Mm. And I fully, 100% respected her decision to um, simplify her life because she already had an Etsy business that was mm. graphic design. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of work just by itself, let alone two kids, plus now, you know, choosing to have a third. And mm. I fully respect that. And I think it was a great choice for her. Okay. so So when you moved on... Um, where do you get your patterns from now? Um, patterns, I purchase patterns from other makers that are, um, most of them are moms too. And um, I, a lot of them though, I end up modifying um, to be special. You know, like the, um, the little shorties I make now, I completely switch the pattern around to make, you know, a, the band around the leg smaller, the band around the waistband bigger. Um, to kind of modify what I envisioned it to be. I'm not a pattern, I'm not a pattern maker by any means. So I needed that sizing to kind of start as a base and then I add my personal touches to it. Okay. So I love that you said you're not a a pattern maker. Oh no. (laughs) Like it's so good to know what we're good at and what we're not. And, and for you, you're, your strength is not in pattern design, but in actually making the beautiful clothing, the the blankets, the hats. And I love that you said that. So thank you so much because, you know, there's so many moms that think that they have to have to do it all. Oh, no, 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 no. And is that yeah. how you started mm-hmm. with buying people's pa- other moms' patterns? Um, is that how you started right off the bat? Or was it something that you learned to understand as you moved further into your business? We know I have no history of, I mean, I, I didn't go to school to have any fancy training for sewing or uh, fashion design or anything. I'm really just a mom that had a hobby. <laughs> and so for clothing, I really needed to purchase patterns because I didn't know how to make patterns. Of course, yeah. um, other items like the swaddle blankets and the faux fur blankets, those are things I you know made up on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual clothing, pants and... Um, and the sleep sack, you know, I, I modeled off of an original pattern. I added things that I wanted it to yeah, be like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I really, I, you know, you have to start somewhere and you, you're not everything. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing I've learned as well is that, you know, you have this hobby. I love to sew. I love babies. Like they kind of meshed well together, but all that business of, you know, marketing and finances, as far as just, um, you know, all those back-end things, um, you really have to learn a lot more than you think you do as a, you know, starting. It's not just 
I love to sew and that's all you have to do, <laughs> you know? Yes. Unfortunately, we have to mesh those two together as well as business owners, at least in the beginning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm so happy you uh, you went this way into the marketing side of things because this is a topic that's I think you know most interesting to other moms. Is, okay, you have the product, awesome, it's beautiful, it's adorable. I mean, we have so many comments live here um, from Sharon. I don't know if you know her. She's from a cute shop, um, Eden and Faith. She has been checking out your stuff and she uh, loves thank them. You. And, thank you. And uh, actually, she's been checking them out before. Before this, like before I even like emailed, oh wow! And, and it's it's what a coincidence, right? Um, but but we also want to know how do you get that product from your hands, and how do you exchange it for money with other moms? Like, what are some of your marketing strategies? I've noticed that you are not on Facebook, which is amazing. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yes, and yes, shocking so- at the same time. So how I am like one of five people in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I, um, I'm only on Instagram. It's simple for me. I, I know how to do it. It's, it's the only thing really honestly that I do. I know I should be on Facebook. I do. However, I'm on Pinterest, but only because I just am obsessed with Pinterest. Um, so how has been, let's, let's stop at Pinterest. How has uh, Pinterest okay. been working for you? Um, you know, it's it's something that I'm still learning how to because I loved it just as um, you know my personal Pinterest. I love doing that, but um, now I'm starting to learn the business aspect of it. And thank goodness for blogs and other moms that are willing to share their information because that's really how I'm learning. I mean, YouTube videos, blogs, Pinterest is how I really learned everything <laughs> pretty much. So um, I'm really really thankful for that. Yeah, but, there's everything uh, online right now. It's amazing. It's so amazing. And um, Facebook, you know, I just, um, I chose to get rid of all my personal, my personal Instagram, my personal Facebook, everything. So um, I just don't have those things and it makes it a a lot easier um, just to keep focused, you know. And keep focused on what? Trying to get deeper here. uh, Honestly, to keep focused on being a mom, you know, those things are so distracting And so I was finding myself checking my phone, you know, here and there, only it's just a few minutes and, you know, whatever. But um, really, all those few minutes add up at the end of the day, and they are taken away from what is most important in my life, which is my son. And so um, I just made the conscious choice. I'm going to get rid of them. And um, I just have my business, Instagram. That's my only social media I have. Okay, so let's stop you right Let's stop right there. This is so incredible because there are very, 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 there's a very small number of people who do who do this, who completely jump off social media and really are living their own lives, private lives and their own homes and doing what they do best, being a mother, being a wife. And I'm not saying either of them is right or either of them is wrong, but it's such an incredible power um, that you have in, that you made in self-control. And I mean, I can't even explain myself because that's how like emotional I am right now about this topic because um, my sister-in-law, actually, I don't know if she's watching, but 
she told me, um, yeah, hey, I'm getting off Snapchat. I'm getting off all the social. And she was on she was in Snapchat, like literally her only social network. And she got off and I was like, why are you getting off? We can't keep in touch. Like, like yeah. this is annoying. And she's like, no, I got to get off. I really got to focus on, you know, what's important to me. And I'm just like, okay, what does that make me like? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and that was the thing that was, I was getting some flack from family, you know, that live out of town. And my grandma of, of all people was like, what? You're getting off Facebook? And I just said, Grandma, you know, I'll mail you pictures. We can chat on the phone. You know, it's. I wanted to return back to those, to those things where you talk on the phone or you stop by someone's house to visit them. You know, like these things have kind of. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's, I, it was just a personal choice. It's I not right you. for everyone, but I completely understand, Julia. I completely understand, and I'm so happy that we're talking about this. Because I feel like, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, which is really time consuming because you have to go mm-hmm. check in this and that and post on here Absolutely. and keep up that. And I was actually thinking about this for the past couple of weeks is like, do I really want to be on all of these networks? And now yeah. that we moved away so far from family, I'm just like, oh, I think I should stay on. But anyway, it's, it's definitely, definitely something to consider and because I mean, what's more important than family? Again, I have to repeat myself. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the one thing that we um, were able to work out as a family is that we, with your iPhoto, there's the iCloud, the sharing albums. Yeah. And so you can add in all your family members that have iPhones, which uh, some of them don't, which is hard, but um, we all add each other on this one big photo album and we just share photos within our immediate family. Which is really, really nice. I did not yeah. know that. I saw the sharing album feature. I was like, oh, what is that? Like cloud stuff. Oh, but it's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is such a yeah. good idea. Because like my, yeah, my sister doesn't have an iPhone. That might be a problem. But um, uh. that's that's a really great tip. So um, if you don't want to be on social network, ladies, just um, share your albums with your family. Um, it will share with all your um Anybody who has an iPhone, who anybody who you choose, so yeah, and anyone you invite to yeah. be part of that. Yeah. Thank you, Julia and Renee Harris. Thank you so much for joining us. It's so good to see you here. All right, so Julia, let's let's move forward and talk about Instagram. So you're on Instagram. You're practically your primary social network. How do you do you sell stuff directly through Instagram? How does that work? Um, no, I just had the link to my Etsy shop. Um, in the profile and mm-hmm. um, certain things like if I'm overstocked on a certain item or if I have one that I found from a long time ago, you know, I might put it on there and just use PayPal as a, you know, a paying source. But um, really, no, I don't sell anything through my Instagram. Okay. So, and I see you here have a link on there and you just post like really sweet, um, really sweet images. So how do you, how were you able to grow your Instagram to um, so many engaged followers? Uh, well, I really have, since the beginning, been super honest and super organic about the way I've grown it. You know, I don't have a ton of followers, um, but everyone that I've, every photo I've liked, every person I've followed is someone I genuinely, I really love the photo. Mm-hmm. I don't do it just for, um, you know, just to get my name out there or whatever. It's... Um, and I think that that really helps you to really um, engage the right followers. I mean, people that 
you love their stuff and they probably are going to have the same style as you mm-hmm. and like your stuff back. And so it's been a very organic, very slow um, process, but I feel really good about doing it that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that um, because, you know, there's so many, like since Instagram started advertising, there's so many things like grow your Instagram oh, following and yeah. this and that. And um, it's good to know that there are still businesses that are run on this organic way and um, really paying attention to um, what they're liking and, and who they're attracting. So that's that's super beautiful. So now, how do you, do you have like any partnerships with other shops that you do like a, either like a share for share or type of like mm-hmm. a um, here, talk about, talk about me and I'll talk about you. Like, do you do any of that stuff? Nope. <laughs> uh, probably should. I don't know. I know a lot of people do and that's really helpful. But yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing like that that I have done is um, there's been a couple mom bloggers that have reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I really, really love this particular product. If, you know, you send it to me, I'll take a bunch of cute photos and, you know, you can use the photos. I have done that a few times. Mm. Um, I don't have any, um, I think people are calling them Oh, brand ambassadors. Yes, yes, which is a great idea. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any of that. You know, I just have really wanted all the relationships that I have to be super organic, super real. Um, and maybe it's not the smartest for a business, but it's something that I, at the end of the day, can feel really good about in my heart and know that, you know, someone really, they've reached out to me. They really like my things. And yeah. only if I really love you know, the way that they're doing life, the way that they're doing um, their photos and everything like that, then it can be a really great positive exchange for both of us and we can both feel good about it. I love that. I love that because then you mix business with um, something that, with your life's mission, almost like. Yeah, and it actually, I've made quite a few friends that way, which has Mm -hmm. been really, really fun. That's beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So, do you take your own photos as well, or are they all by your customers or fans? Um, I take a lot. I take some photos myself, but again, that's one of the things I'm not really great at. Um, just the behind the scenes kind of photos are all ones that I take. Um, I have a girlfriend, Laura Nelson, who is an amazing photographer, mm. and she's a local mom here that is also a stay at home mom, and she's taken most of my product photography, which I'm super thankful for. Um, she's really amazing, but, um, most of the photos that I get, honestly, are just, um, of, you know, children wearing my items are from customers that have tagged me. I love that. And I know that Mm -hmm. that's what Christina does from Billy Bibbs. I don't know if you, um, know Christina, but, uh, I don't, but I'm obsessed with her bibs. (laughs) Uh, Right. She was on Mm -hmm. a show. Um, I think it was like February, I think. And oh, fun. Yeah, she, she's amazing and so inspiring. And exactly what she shared with us, too, is that like a lot of her photos are from, from her customers. And I love that because customers love to be acknowledged. And when you repost their photo and tag them, they do the happy dance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we both do because, you know, you make all these items at home by yourself and yeah. you send them out and you always kind of wonder like, oh, you know, it'd be so fun to see who's getting to wear these and who I get the honor of sewing for. And, you know, doing these things, it's um, it's fun to see it actually kind of at the end where it's being worn and enjoyed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Julia, what, what are your goals, your future goals with Sweet Mongolia? 
Um, my future goal, really, number one, is to just keep it as something that's sustainable with my family. Um, lately, I've been um, staying up way too late. Um, it's it's a hurdle I've been trying to fix, and I need to kind of scale back to where I can um, go the long haul, I guess. Um, so basically, that's my, my number one goal, is to keep it simply enough that I can manage it still and keep my family first and keep it going you know yeah so Julia I think what you're talking about is like a lifestyle business and I love that you mm-hmm. shared that with us because um as long as it goes around what you what you want your lifestyle to be let it be and mm-hmm. I love that because our previous guest last week's uh guest Asha Dornfest she shared a very similar message as well it's like she did not want to grow big she the decisions that she made were pretty silly ideas as far as business goes, but they were decisions that were right for her family. And I love the message that you are spreading is that you don't necessarily have to become the next, um, freshly picked moccasins uh, and be in Nordstrom's, which is amazing. uh, But it's not everyone's dream. And I respect both parties, obviously, And, you know, I would totally not complain if Nordstrom came and said, hey, I want to carry your things. But, um, you know, while this time is that my son is young, I have to make that the priority. And and that may change later on once he is in school full time and I have a lot more time to put into it. My dream for it may become much bigger, um, but I want to be able to sustain it to that time for now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Okay, now I I want to ask you more questions about that. Uh, <laughs> how how old is your son? He's three. He's three. Okay, so you have you know two three more years to go. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. How so? Okay, so all as mothers, you know, our life is very very much seasonal, and we live in very different seasons and at different you know t- times. Some seasons are easier. Some seasons are harder. And I love that you're embracing your current season because it's sometimes very hard to embrace the season that we're in and just accept it and say, you know what, maybe I'm going through the winter that I'm not big of, a big fan of, but and obviously not in your case. But um, just living through the season and really embracing it is the message that I'm hearing, and it's it's mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful. And you know, if he's going to be you know eight nine. Eight nine and Nordstrom knocks on your doors. Yes, yep. please, right? Um, I, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you think? Um, what do you think will take to get there? Like, do you think that um, before Nordstrom knocks on your door, Target will knock on your door? Kind of like they did. I don't know if you're familiar with Freshly Picked Story, um, but Target. Yes, I. Mm-hmm. Target approached them, and then they said no to Target, waiting for Nordstrom. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think when you have this particular goal in mind, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of things that come along the way that are very tempting. Um, Wholesale, for me, right now, is one of them. Mm. Um, I've dabbled in a little bit of wholesale lately, and um, I realized that's not the way I want to go. Um, So I'm yeah, so I'm I'm keeping those accounts that I do have because I feel like that's, you know, I want to honor that. Um, however, I feel like the art of saying no is something that is good to learn um, when those things aren't working. Um, 
I feel like along the way you can have a lot of opportunities that are very, very tempting um, to say, excuse me, to say uh, yes to because it's business for right now or it's exciting for right now. But you really have to um, ask yourself, is this getting in the way of my huge goal at the very end? And for her, it was Nordstrom. And for me right now, it is motherhood. So my main goal is motherhood and keeping that um, in the way that I want to be. Um, I want to be the best mom that I can be. So these wholesale accounts, uh, I will keep them, but I'm not saying yes to any more because it takes away too much time. It's a lot of work um, to keep stores stocked. <laughs> so, is, so it, is it true that it's a lot of work and not a lot of payback for, for the wholesale accounts? Well, I, I absolutely. I mean, you they take a certain percentage of the sales. So um, it's a, more work because they're big orders at one time, which can be very tempting. Cause it's like, ooh, it's exciting. I get this big order. But um, it also takes a lot of time to make that big order. And um, it's it's one of those things where you have to ask, is this really the right route for to keep that main um, priority first? Did you... No, that makes so much sense, and it's beautifully said. Do you think? Did you start with um, working with wholesales in the beginning? No, absolutely not. So, um, I have two local stores here that I carry things in that are uh, consignment. So it's a less percentage that they take oh. than than wholesale. So I control what I put in the store, um, how much I put in the store. So it's something that I really liked doing because mm-hmm. it was something that I could add things as I had time for. Mm-hmm. However, the wholesale, they take a more, they take a bigger percentage. They place their order, um, you know, specific to what they think their customer will need and you make it and send it and then you're done, you know, with it. But how, how does it weigh, like, the do the differences weigh out in, in the end though? Like, I mean, for in the beginning, like I completely respect and I totally understand your decision. But like, for mm-hmm. example, let's say in the middle, in the beginning, when you started working with shops as a wholesaler, did that help you get the word out about your product? No, because it's actually something that's been more recent. Okay. Um, within the last month, actually, oh, wow. um, I picked up the two wholesale orders and wow. they contacted. Yeah, they contacted me and it was something that they... Um, they, you know, wanted, it wasn't something I was advertising. And so I thought, well, gosh, this is exciting. You know, this would be a really fun, I'm going to test it out, see if I like it. And however, you know, I feel super honored that they would ask. And it's um, something, like I said, I will continue with those two accounts. I just don't want to add any more workload than, um, I think I'm at my max right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting. So what if, when your son goes to school, are you open to, um, opening those opportunities up or maybe having somebody work with you or yeah absolutely so right now I'm having um another mom like I said she's starting next week and she's going to come just kind of as I need her um to help cut fabric and just kind of do all the things that are um a time suck you know that I can just keep me focused on sewing and um, that was that's going to be huge I'm yeah. really excited yeah. for that um but the time uh later on when my son is um in school, you know, I, I will have to really reevaluate my goals for the for the business at that time, yeah, and yeah. say Nordstrom is my goal at that time. Um, you know, I'll have to just see what it takes to um, to get there at that time, and if it means hiring 
you know, another seamstress, if it means um, hiring a couple, you know, we'll just yeah. kind of see um, where I'm at when that road comes, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That's I think that's a very wise, wise choice. So oh, I just had a really good question for you, like a juicy question for you. One sec. <laughs> mm. How do you keep in touch with your customers? That was it. So um, how do you, like, when they buy from you, do you mm-hmm. capture their email and have a communication with them? Do you, do you have any repeat customers? Like, I would love to hear that process for you. Yeah, I do have a lot of repeat customers. Um, I, I always send out a handwritten note with every order mm-hmm. that's personal toward that person. Some people I've had a previous relationship with, and so I always touch on that. Um, when, um, I think Instagram is a huge tool for that because, um, you can really stay in touch, follow them, follow your customers. And because you really do, you know, it's fun to see your things being worn. It's fun to get to know your customer, what they like. It really can kind of help you to make your next product or Mm. to understand, um, how you market your items, um, to really know and know what they want, know what they need. And um, I think Instagram, just, you know, keeping in touch that way has been really huge for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's that's powerful. So thank you so much for sharing. That's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, is there, we're going to be wrapping up here in, in just yeah. a minute, Julia. And um, before I do, I have two questions for you. Okay. Number one. What is the advice that you would give to a mom who wants to start an Etsy shop selling handmade mm-hmm. items? I would say just start. I would say don't wait until you have, uh, you know, fancy training or you're perfect at it. I would say just start. Start with one item. Um, read and every you know blog you can read. There's a lot of great. Um, I mean, if you just search Etsy start an itchy shop on Pinterest. There are a bajillion links to different great blogs that can help you out. Um, but I would say just start. I love that. Thank you so yeah. much. And can you tell us about a recent project that you've been working on? You've mentioned that in the email, um, and mm-hmm. I do not remember the name of it. Uh, it's called Grace Village, and it's something that's been on my heart for uh, quite a while now, actually. I've found a ton of community within the handmade business. Mm -hmm. So much support, so many great interviewers such as yourself, um, so many great um, forums and blogs and, um, you know, Rising Tide Society is a huge one as well um, Mm -hmm. that I've just found a lot of support with. And because being a um, solo business owner, you, it can be really lonely and to have that connection is really amazing. Um, I feel like another lonely part of my life has been being a stay-at-home mom. Mm. Um, Being a mom can be really hard. You can feel alone. You can feel judged. You can feel uncertain. You can feel so many crazy things that you never thought would come with motherhood. Um, And although it's super beautiful and it's the the best job in the world, um, there's a lot of things that... um, you just, I just craved that connection. 
And mm-hmm. so I want to build that connection, a community for that connection. And it's going to be called Grace Village because I really feel like it takes a village to make, um, to produce great, you know, kids. It's hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've had a great village within my family. My mother-in-law is amazing. Um, I had a lot of friends, actually, that are older in age that have really shared a lot of great information with me. Um, and Grace, really, for me, was just, um, I want women to have grace with each other to um, uplift each other, be positive, share positive things, um, not judge each other in each other's um, situations and the choices that they make in those because we really don't know what it is to walk in each other's shoes, but we can can truly just be there for each other. And so I want to build this um, community. I just started the Instagram account. It's Mm grace.village, and I'm going to be sharing it on um, Sweet Magnolia. So um, I don't know if that means later on I'll have a blog or a podcast or something that will, um, I would like to have interviews with other moms. I would like to have women who've been through particular struggles just share that and then prompt conversation about it. Maybe women can connect with each other across the world, across, you know, your own town. Maybe you'll meet another mom that you can connect with. Um, So that's kind of my dream for that. Um, And I'm but I'm just going to just go for it. I yeah. Mean, it's a start, right? Yeah. <laughs> just follow your own advice. I love that. Well, yeah. Julia, so. you have been amazing. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you, Vicky. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the mompreneur show julia is such an inspiration on every single level i am so inspired by her but the choices that she's made um to to be there for her family as family comes first and i love that she's a beautiful example of that i am your host vicky lashenko and this is a show that features amazing stories of the most remarkable mom entrepreneurs i thank you so much for watching and i hope that you will join us live next time every single monday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Facebook Live.